Welcome to the Weekly Dish on My Talk 107.1. I'm Stephanie March. Good morning. I'm Stephanie Hansen. We are here with you to talk about all things lovely food, deliciousness, tasty. Happy Saturday. Yummy things. Do you feel like the sun's going to break through for my weather report this morning? Um, I don't think so. I You don't? No. I was feeling it driving in. I was feeling it yesterday. Yeah. No, yesterday was, I mean, my God, yesterday afternoon, it was like our souls came back. Yeah. It's everybody just like, get outside. Gosh. It, it was, was lovely. It was, um, it was nice, but here's the thing. Yeah. There's a lot of things happening outside today. Oh my God. I can't even, <laughs> did you look at the feed by the way this morning? Less when I was writing the feed, my blog on Fridays that talks about everything that's going on. I was like, well, Saturday is ridiculous. Yeah. It and is ridiculous. Just get your good clothes on and or not get your pumpkin patch clothes. on. <laughs> you know, I'm saying there's so much to do today. And so there's, there is a thing for everybody today. In fact, uh, yeah, we have beer, we've got apples, you've got pig roasts, you have the end of the Oktoberfest, the beginning of the Halloween fests, all of it starts. That is a lot of festing. I know there's so much festing. We'll talk about that, of course, at the end of the hour and tee you up with your perfect, perfect day, maybe, or weekend. It's possible. Oyster Fest is tomorrow, as a reminder. Yes. I'll which be there. I think it's going to be a little chilly. Usually that's kind of hot. I know. It's always been a little bit... Uh, it's always been a, it's hot. been a perfect day for the last like seven years. This is the eighth year. And I think we've all talked that it's going to be a little chilly. So yeah. So, it's okay. but that's kind of a fun change of pace, right? Yeah. I think it's good. A I think it's good. Different. Hey, you guys, speaking of that transition of year from October festing into Halloweening, I did put a little question up on the Facebook page because I wanted to start the thought that we have to start thinking about Halloween. The feast. Oh, I thought you were going to go right to the feast. No, we still have Halloween. We have the high holiday of high fructose corn syrup. Don't you forget it. We've got uh, Halloween coming up, but I wanted to know what you thought about either what you might be this year, uh, you know, what your Halloween costume might be, or what's the best food costume you've ever seen. Um, do you have any? Would you have? We have two people have already said. Lisa has said, uh, "How about a dachshund dog dressed up as a taco?" That's hilarious. Uh, this is from our listener and favorite Lori Bamer, who says it's her 42nd birthday the day oh. after Halloween. So in keeping with the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, 42 being the answer to everything, the life, the universe and everything. She's dressing as Trillian and her hubs is dressing as Arthur Dent. Do you, if, are you guys Hitchhiker's Guide people? No. OK, so you have no, no idea. idea. I absolutely know who these people are. And is that her a husband will be carrying when a towel. you're the only one who knows what it is? Let's just say you have to be a little bit in the nerd universe to understand. Okay. And I'm with it because there's a guy. Anyway, I this, this is pointless. Like, I'm not going to go into this. But anyway, it's very this cool. This is nerd speak. It's totally nerd speak and it's very cool. <laughs> so you, that's, you can trust me on that. But anyway, head over to the Facebook and put your, put you know, there's like sushi costumes and things like, you know, grapes and stuff. If you've seen some really good stuff, put it up there. I know for sure I'm going to end up at Arks Valley Village finding something because mm-hmm. that's a good place to find a costume. So great. I might be like, my Zom Cruise is kind of a funny one. Wow. So zombie Tom Cruise or I'm going to probably be something zombie because I am going to a party, oh, but are? I'm not a good Halloween costume person. No. I don't. I'm not good at it. I don't enjoy it. I'm just doing you, it you so that I'm out. not that person who comes to the costume not dressed. Do you ever wear? Do you ever want to wear a T-shirt that just says Halloween costume on it in white print? Okay, that's pretty good. I know. Like, that's there's right a T-shirt. Up my alley. Yeah, there's a T-shirt on Redbubble that just says Halloween costume. There was also the costume that I think I sent you an email about it. The social media influencer. Yes, I might do that. The white leggings, the half top, yeah, the baseball the jacket. 
the you know yeah, the, trendy the, ball cap, the hoodie, and my phone. Yeah. Uh, uh, no one will get it. No, but no you, one will get it. You would get it. Yeah, so that's that would good. be kind of funny. Um, um, Kurt always does the arrow that he breaks the arrow in half and then he gets a <laughs> hanger. I've been shot through the head. Yes. Uh-huh. Or sometimes or, he's done the body. Yep. Oh, that's kind of terrifying. That's his favorite yeah. costume. No. One year Ellie did scary makeup for us and that was good. Who did? Ellie. Oh, she did. Yeah, she did. Like I had oh, yeah, a huge I remember gash you guys on my had, forehead. I remember that. Yeah. And it was, uh, we were road kind of road rash right. like motorcycle chicks oh. i was a chick he was a dude and then we had like big like scary bloody that was fun well you guys i don't know if you remember but my son jake has kind of been the king of costumes he's just always come up with some pretty great stuff you know he's been a la luchador my favorite one oh, he was like was good seven i think and he was colonel sanders and oh he walked around with the bucket yes of chicken. i forgot about the colonel he's been sanders. in ego montoya he's been a dead tauntaun he's been so many things Bob Ross, I think, was a big one. I think that was two years ago. Um, anyway, I bought him a tan robe this year. And he's going to be the dude. He's going to be the dude. Okay, that's a good one. I'm glad you got that right away. One time we were at um, the Nook on Halloween. Yeah. And the whole like crew was there in their big Lebowski outfit. Like They had Jesus. He's, is it he, Jesus? Jesus. <laughs> it's like Jesus, Jesus. No, Jesus, the Jesus. They had the dude. Like the women were dressed up. It was Walter really Sobchak. funny. Donnie. Yeah. You're out of your league, Donnie. All right. Uh, so that's over on the Facebook. Feel free to give us a little shout out. Hey, this week was a pretty big week in town for food and agriculture. We had the Food Ag Summit Ideas Week, I guess. Yeah. From Grow North. They put together kind of a spectacular, uh, I don't know, like a consortium, really. And you were a part of it. Tell us a little yeah, bit about what you learned. Yeah, it was great. Um, it was two days. And it was at the History Center one day and at the Guthrie the second day. What I did was each day I hosted a lunch table where brands and makers came and we talked about like how to get your product out into the atmosphere of like the media and how to get exposure for your product. So that was really fun. It was uh, like overall, it was so crazy just like hearing about all the amazing things that are happening in the food and egg world. Yeah. Have you heard of this company, um, Brandless? Yes. Okay, so a lot of that Allie Kaplan talks about it. Yeah, is being done right here. So mm-hmm. that was really interesting. And then another company. Do you want that, to talk about what, it is, what Brandless is, though? A little it's bit? uh, it's a company of online that has like thirty three hundred and thirty seven products, all either three dollars, six dollars, nine dollars. They go in three dollar increments, and they're all. She she did not like this word generic, but that's what it is. It's they're the generic, generic brand. Products. Yeah, that but we used to as a kid. You know, remember the black and white. But they're not the generic brand of regular products. They're hand-selected, handmade, hand-curating, all those products. And they're all organic, all non-GMO, all good for the environment. Like, the, there's very rigorous standards about how they pick and produce and is it, it's just it's 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 mostly home and body and health there's no food i don't there think there is food oh there is yeah oh i didn't see and that. it's all organic and it's all so you can get like bananas or is it like nope, cans there's 337 packaged products oh it's packaged okay. yeah there is no uh refrigerated products and there is no produce oh but like so let's just say uh tomato soup for an example they're going to have tomato soup that is with the highest quality ingredients that is organic that is already sourced they do all that back end work. So it's not like they just take Campbell's soup and slap their it's not label on it. Private labeling another product. That's right. They are literally making their own products and they're keeping their costs low by being able to um by being able to distribute 
and take out the middleman. Weird. And so that's what Brandless does. And then there's another company that was super interesting called Stockwell. Yeah. And that's not here yet and probably won't be here in the short term. But it's like a food closet that is in like your gym, your apartment building, oh, your I've heard work, of these. Yeah. where you open the doors oh, yeah. and there's all these products in there that you just scan with your phone and pick. Yeah. And those, like the whole thing was about analytics about customers. So they know exactly that if you live in the North Loop, you probably have a small dog. Therefore, you want dog food in a five pound bag. And like, it's literally they're changing the mix based on where you're picking that stuff up in real time. Yeah. So and that you know was pretty what? cool. That is what someone said. The currency of the future is data, personal data. Yeah. People's data. The other interesting thing about it was that they had, I saw the wedge there. I saw Lake Winds co-op there. The talking about how important local brands are to them yeah. was fascinating and how much it drives traffic for them, but also how those guys are doing big business at those co-ops, mm-hmm. like $50 million a year, big business, wow. way more than you would think. Yeah. And then like the wedge part of their, they have like uh catering, of course, they've got restaurants, but they've also got this giant distribution arm for organic products that they talked about whole foods and how since the sale with Amazon, whole foods is really just becoming product delivery. Yeah. That the value in a company is almost the logistics of it, not mm. the product itself, which yeah. is why they've maybe not kept up with some of the local brands that they used to. They're homogenizing things a little bit. Streamlining. Um, it was really interesting. Some of the trends, just like protein is a gigantic trend, like things like crickets and things like I ate crickets um, last night. Different. Did you really? Yeah. I'll talk about that in a minute. Okay. I ate some crickets last, uh, last couple of weeks too. That's really funny. Um, yeah, they just, we had group conversations about um, just these brands and how to get seen. And it was really interesting. There's a lot of cool food things happening. Another totally unrelated seminar that really spoke to me was, um, mental health and yeah. hospitality workers. That mm-hmm. was fascinating. Yeah. Um, JD, JD was, there, right? was there mm-hmm. to kind of talking from the restaurant side. There was this amazing woman that I want to get on the air who she owns a farm, but she also works in the ag department at the state mm-hmm. and talked about like the mental health of farmers, which was real interesting because their access to, you know, therapy or group therapy or anything in these little towns is basically nil. Well, and I mean, oh my God, I've, we could talk for hours about this because I've been reading, I'm deep diving into the farm crisis of the 80s and what that has done. She to, talked about that. That is exactly why we are where we are right now is the farm crisis of the 80s and the way that it was handled. And it is it is so interesting. If you ever get to Civil Eats, which is a great uh you know, uh, social justice sort of food thing, but it's also really understood. There's a couple great articles on there that dives into that. And it's um, all about depression and the closing of towns. And yeah. And I would like to, I, I, I have her name written down somewhere. Yeah, let's have her on. I have to, I have her on cause she was super entertaining and very interesting. There was a part of her talk where for two months they just dumped their milk. Yep. And what is the psychology of that? When you work so hard to grow something and to make a product and it's your entire life and then you have to dump it. For her, the psychology of it was her fairly new husband said, you know what? I can't do this anymore. I'm going long, long uh, trucking. Yeah. And bye. Yeah. Like, and they've managed to get it together, but he was so stressed out. Yep. He just couldn't even be on the farm. Yeah. So many great things. So many great things. All right, you guys, we have a great show today. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to, we're going to follow up with some restaurant news. We're going to talk about some fresh hot beer. We've got a restaurant week discussion and, and pies. We're going to talk a lot of good things. Heather's pies is going to be here. They're pretty. Very exciting. We'll be right back. This is the weekly dish on my talk. One Oh seven one brought to you by red cow and red rabbit.
Happy Welcome back to the Weekly Dish, presented by our friends at Red Cow and Red Rabbit. Four Red Cows, two Red Rabbits now, Minneapolis and St. Paul. And we are here today with Pete Rafikas. And Pete is uh, with Town Hall Tap and Town Hall Brewery. Pete, uh, Let's just say all the town halls. Just all the town halls. There's so much town hall. Um, <laughs> Not just, as many as Red Cow, I don't think, anymore. <laughs> How many do you have? You have four, right? We have we have four, and we're doing a cocktail lounge that should open early next year as well. Oh, that's what? interesting. Where, Where will the cocktail that? lounge be? So we bought Adrian's. Next oh, to you did. Yeah, we've been we haven't it's, been sitting on it, but been, it's yeah. been we've been working on it for about a year now. And that's like in between the new El Burrito and the tap, right? Right. So it's actually the tap and the Parkway Theater, which has now been renovated. And then Adrian's. Pretty cool. It's great. Yeah. And nice people too. Yeah, so nice. I was talking to Melissa from El Burrito yesterday and she was saying how great they are. Yeah. Yeah. So we're super excited about that and Shelly, our GM over at uh, Town Hall Tap has been gutting Adrian's. Has she really? It's looking like it's being gutted by like, I don't want to say amateurs. Well, like, (laughs) Not a construction company. Yeah. Like, it's going at a certain pace. You know what it, I mean? It is a certain pace, and uh, we should start picking up the pace. We're waiting on the city a little bit now. That's what happens, right? Yep. All the time. All right. So, um, from Town Hall Brewing, like, literally, you're going to be having your 21st celebration. Yeah. Our anniversary week is, we've kind of clarified it to be the third week in October now. Yeah. Uh, our actual uh, anniversary is October 24th. And I remember it like it was yesterday. Can we just and talk about that for one second? Sure. And I don't mean to age you, <laughs> but like is, I mean, you're probably, I'm guessing, are you mid forties? I am 50. Okay. So uh, as of this year, for, so you started this business literally like in your twenties yep. and here you are 21 years later. Yep. It must look really different than when you thought it would be cool to be brewing beer on the West Bank. Yeah. I, well, I still think it's cool on the West Bank and, and to be <laughs> brewing beer. I don't, uh. I, life has changed a lot. And yeah. As we talked just briefly, my yeah. responsibilities have changed quite a bit. Um, the landscape is significantly different. Yes. Um, when we opened, I always forget the number now, but I I think it was nine breweries, and that included both brew pubs and breweries. Um, some of them are gone. Uh, mm-hmm. I think half of those are gone. I think half are the originals in right. that first clutch. Yeah. Right. And then uh, now there's I I lose count. I don't. There's breweries that pop up that I don't. I, I hear the name. I think that's great, but I don't. I, have I no can't idea even report on all of them right. because there's so all many. of a sudden someone's like, "Oh, what about?" I'm like, "Oh my god, what? That opened? What? What is it?" Yeah, 150. Yeah, I want to say roughly. We're, we're over 150 at this point. Okay. Mm-hmm. And how has your role? We're talking to Pete Rafikas from Tahoe Brewing. How has your role changed? Uh, I literally back in the day did about everything. Yeah. Uh, cleaned in the morning. Yeah, uh, we couldn't afford to have janitors or not janitors. A bad just cleaning people. Yeah. Um, so I did that. That was the start of my day. Probably the most relaxing part of my day. Yeah. Because um, there's no one there. And it's <laughs> quiet. And uh, I bartended. I cooked. I washed dishes. Um, I'm, I did the accounting. I'm I assuming did. sleep was a premium in the day. Uh, sleep was a premium, and I had strategically placed couches in a lot of different places. Wow. <laughs> so you could upstairs. Yep. Um, and now I, I do a lot of accounting work now. Um, I go on radio shows. Yes, sometimes. you do. You <laughs> represent. And, uh, and here you are. I travel. 
Was it like, did you think that the, the craft beer play, that the movement was going to go where it did? Because you, I feel like you guys were some of the first to win those coveted medals at right. the big things. But did you have the feeling that it was going to boom like it did? Well, I, it, it had already boomed in other states. Yeah, that's and true. like anything else, well, not, not, probably not like anything else, but things kind of happen on the coast and then they move in. Yeah. Um, I went to grad school in Seattle oh. and it had boomed while I was there. Yeah. Um, I was a home brewer. And, um, and I, I drank a lot of good beer there. Yeah. Um, and then when I moved here and saw that there was not, uh, the movement had not started yet. Yeah. Um, I think the true, uh, movers here were, you know, summit in the eighties. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they were on the original start. Uh, you know, some of the stuff happened a little bit earlier out in the West coast, but, uh, summit was an early actor as well. Yeah. Uh, Sherlock's Home. Was yes, one of the remember original. that? Oh, that yes. was so great. And uh, when I moved here, I used to go there quite a bit. Yeah, and they had uh, great whiskey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What you're having the um, you're having you brought in a lot of beers today. Yeah. You've brought in a pumpkin beer, a fresh hopped beer. Um, you've got some whiskeys that you're toying with. Uh, tell me about the Fresh Hop Festival today and how people can join you and who will be at the festival. Um, there will be. A, a variety of breweries, local breweries that will be there. Um, I know I know some people are saying that it's going to be 20 breweries. I do not think that's the case. I think it's like 20 beers you're but representing. 20, I think, so every year... I might have messed that up. <laughs> fresh hop beers are really hard to get. Yes. So, and part of the reason is because um, they're only made at one part of the year. It's just fresh. It's fresh, yeah. and they get their ingredients at different times. They do not know when it's going to be finished, so we don't know what's going to be in our market. So I think this is our sixth year in doing this. I feel like it is, yeah. And uh, we always have over 20 fresh hop beers. Because it's so difficult to determine which beers those will be, we have added other fall favorites. Right. I and, think that was smart, the fall favorites kind right. of thing, yeah. So, and there's some pretty cool fall favorites as well. But I know that Bauhaus Brew Labs has one uh, fresh hop beer there, um, Fair State, Castle Danger. and. Fun. Two years ago, Castle Dangers was absolutely fantastic. They do make some good beer. And, they are. Uh, they're on the edge of yep, greatness. They're good stuff. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, ours. Um, I believe Surly Wet's going to be there. Um, and then we have our Oktoberfest, our pumpkin. That's our fall stuff. And yeah. then our barrel-aged Manhattan Reserve. Your pumpkin beer is one of my favorite pumpkin oh, beers. Oh, that's good. To yeah, hear. because it's like, and I'm a huge pumpkin beer. Like, I'm Nerd. I'm for it. I And though people get all <laughs> weird about it. Pumpkin beer has been being brewed since the colonial times, people. This is not like new. This is not like a PSL situation. And I don't want it to be like a pie, but I want it to sort of have that sort of essence. Right. And so I think yours is, I like yours with like, I used to buy growlers of it and then bring it to Thanksgiving. Oh, oh fun. Yeah. And it, this, it, you have a Manhattan um, reserve. reserve. So the what is that? Manhattan Reserve is our Belgian Grand Cru with tart cherries, and then it goes into a bourbon barrel for a year. Yum. Roughly. It is fantastic. And, you know, I'd, I'd never heard Mike Hoops, our brewer, um, I, I, it was recently he was talking about that beer and how it, it came about. And uh, he told a story about his father-in-law yeah. who drinks Manhattans, and he's from northern Minnesota. Yeah. And uh, he likes them with cherry juice, uh, so not just vermouth and yeah, whatever. Right. So uh, he tried to replicate that. And, and we're not talking the, we're talking the maraschino cherry juice yeah. and, and stuff like that. So In a beer. Yeah, in a beer. And it, it 
I actually think it's better than that. Yeah. <laughs> I think it is. It's one of our best barrel aged beers. Um, well, Hoops has been, you guys have been barrel aging, I think also a lot longer than most people. Right. You guys I, have been doing it for a long time. Yeah. And is this guy the brother of the guy that owns Hoops Brewing up in Duluth? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought there was some link Mike there. And, it's Dave and, D- Dave and Mike. And Dave Mike, and yeah. Mike. Okay. Yeah, I podcasted yeah. with Dave Hoop up yeah. in uh, Duluth in his, in his brew pub, like yeah. inside the back with the barrels. It was really fun. He's he it, it, well, it's great because they I the brotherly yeah yeah they're competitive they're yeah competitive and uh, there's a Mike and I are somewhat competitive as well in terms of just life <laughs> yeah. and, uh, <laughs> and uh, when Dave's around I have a great buffer and it's just fun to watch yeah and uh, the easy way to remember Mike is in Minneapolis and Dave is in Duluth, Duluth. okay Duluth, there you Mike go Minneapolis so a lot I of like people it. should take that at heart yes. <laughs> Because they probably say, oh, they you're, oh, yeah. you're, yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. Um, let's talk a little bit about your food. Okay. Because I think you have really good food, and I think sometimes the brewery is like your beer overshadows sort of everything. So as we're about to wrap up here, okay. what are some of the favorite things at the restaurants? I I think we, our, our restaurants have evolved quite a bit, and each place has a specific uh, kind of category of items that it serves yep. separate from the others. So, for example, we do flatbreads at Town Hall Lanes. Um, the Town Hall Tap's always been kind of a sandwich place. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, Town Hall Station is doing tacos and really, really good tacos. Yum. Uh, and the brewery's always had a mix of different entree items. Yeah. I, I think we brought back the buffalo chicken penne. Oh, uh, people love that. <laughs> but it's not penne, and it, it's parpadel. Yeah, parpadel. Yeah, parpadel. Yeah. And I think it's better. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I think that's one of my favorite items. That sounds good. We do a short rib. That's fantastic. I One of my favorite beer dinners I ever went to was there. Oh, It was just, beer. I thought the food was really I good. Think that was Yeah, we went together. Week. We went and I, we, yeah, yeah. we hung out. It was and great. I just, I remembered thinking, wow, this is really thoughtful. Like the pairings were really good. Yeah. I, I think Mike and uh, now Mike Hansen do a great job in pairing. We have a dinner on Tuesday night. Uh, for anniversary week that is kind of that's bringing in a lot of people that have been there a long time some of their favorite things from childhood oh yeah thinking about the 20 20 year 21 years yeah reaching reaching legal age (laughs) alcohol adulthood uh we have been with pete rafikas town hall brewing town hall taps um they've got their fresh hop fest today you can buy tickets at the door i'm assuming uh yes yeah it it is uh forty dollars it's from one to five and i know it's cloudy right now but the I think it's, okay. yeah, I think it's going to be, and it's a great day to stand around drinking really bright, vibrant beer. Right. Like that's And the, which location the is Hopfest? It is in the parking lot of Town Hall Lanes, um, 5019 34th Avenue South. Um, All right. And there's so, live music too, Dustin Lee. Oh, good. All right. Oh, great. Thank you for being here today. We really sure, appreciate my it. My pleasure. You're listening to The Weekly Dish. We're going to go ahead and take a break and we'll be right back. Hey everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us this Saturday morning. Uh, it's, uh, it's a pack Saturday. If you're thinking about it what is. you want to do, you know, we just had Pete on from town hall lanes, tap and such station and all, and uh fresh hop, the fresh, and just to kind of reiterate that fresh hop festival, those beers, you know, we did it with MSP mag a couple years ago and it's just, they're so exciting. These fresh hop beers because they basically harvest the hops and then they put them into the kettle and this is like, it's just been made. You know, this isn't stuff that's been sitting on shelves or in warehouses for a long time. So it's really something that it's, it, you can only find it this time of year. It's kind of fun. Super, super fresh. Yeah, super fresh. 
Um, there's a lot of fresh things. Speaking of fresh or fresh, as I like to say, uh, happening around town. There are so many restaurants kind of opening and bubbling that I just wanted to talk about a few things. Uh, just so that we got everybody on board with kind of what's new and what's happening. Yeah, for sure. Uh, last night, I'll just tell you, we'll start from the freshest. I went to the preview, the media night for Colita, which is... Oh, you got to go to that. I yeah. didn't even get invited. That's weird. Are I you know. Sh- that's really weird because no. there was a bunch of influencers there, too. Yeah, those people that have a lot of influence. Yeah. Yep. Nope. Well, I saw all the started seeing all the pictures and I was like, darn it, I'm having FOMO. You're having FOMO. That's what we all that's actually what the entire Instagram trade is is built on is FOMO. Oh good. Well at least I'm like fitting right in. Yeah. I do find it funny. Well, we're gonna talk about this later. Uh about some Instagram things. It's I was talking to a few of them and there's some interesting thoughts coming out of this. Yeah. Um but I want to talk about Colita because that's really awesome. Yes. And what that is is Danny Del Prado of uh Martina. He and uh, Marco Zappia and Morgan Lent is the she's the GM and sort of the wine director. She they all have worked really hard to open this Colita, which is and it's opening next week. Tuesday is the first official day. They're doing some soft openings. So you're going to see some pictures probably in your feeds. Um, But they are uh, they took over this gas station on 54th and Penn in that cute neighborhood that has Red Wagon and Book Club and, you know, all the good stuff. And that Lucky Oven Bakery. Um. They are, uh, they are just, it's so, it's very simple except for the bar area, which is just a a whole green wall. I don't know if you saw the Instagram. I did. It is. And Marco's got, he's doing all these fermented liquor and all these fermented drinks. And so he's got these huge bottles on the back bar, these massive like drums of booze that is just sitting there fermenting, like actively working. That's cool. It's very cool. And it's, uh, it's very neat. So then... The fun part is, is the food is they're really kind of focusing on Oaxaca right now. Oh, and so there's some really, oh, I, I love Oaxaca. Say, we just got little bites of things, but there were some beautiful, there were some beautiful corn dishes, you know, like kind of an elote with a lot of like cheese and, and little peppers in there. But then there was also in a cup or in a cup. That was in a cup. Yeah, that's a skite, but it's a little bit more. Um, it wasn't as, it was just kind of very simple. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, uh, but there was also some what you would almost think of as like a cross between a flatbread and like a taco. And like if you broke it apart, you would feel like it was nachos because it was on this the masa cake. But it was like a thin, almost like thin masa. So it was looked like it yeah. could have been a pizza. But then you just broke it apart and it was like pe- eating a piece like a chip. Oh, I like that idea Ladled, a real lot. Yeah. With cheese and beautifulness and beans and gorgeousness. So, oh, that sounds good. There was so much. There was a giant sort of beef briskety kind of thing. I can't remember Yum. if they said brisket or fr- what it was, but it was gorgeously, you know, kind of soft and beautiful beef. They had all sorts of things. So, and the drinks, of course, are going to be fun and crazy. It's small. It's an old gas station. So I'm not 100% sure if they said they were taking reservations or not, but I'm just saying that this is going to be one of those places that's probably going to jam up. Yeah, but it sounds really good. It sounds, yeah, it's, and it's very, I think they have garage, they have garage doors on the side. So in the summer, it's going to be great. And then in the winter, just they're going to have that great light and that green, it's a living wall. They're all fed by water in the back. Oh, that's so cool. I know. I think that's kind I'm of like the same I'm glad that we're one. seeing more of that. that yeah. There's like that building on Hennepin Avenue yeah. that has kind of a green wall. Mm-hmm. They're pretty, I, I don't want to say easy to do, but in terms of landscaping, they are. It's harder on the outside for, for Minnesotans, obviously, but on the inside, Wild Acres. Or is, yeah, Wild Acres. Or is that it? The one next to Tangletown? Yeah. yeah. Yep. 
That's they it, have, Wild Acres. They have uh, a green wall, too, that they've had for many years. So Love it's kind it. of fun. Uh, so that's kind of the big, that's like kind of the new happening thing. Um, but I also wanted to let you know of a couple other things that were yeah. just bubbling up this week. Um, I don't know if you know about the keg and case market. I'm glad you know that this is, there's more hot food there. I went to In Bloom. You did? I did. How was it? Well, it was great. Yeah. I loved it so much. Yeah. I will say, and and okay, I went with my friends, uh, Julia, who's on the radio, Diana and Lisa. <laughs> oh, that's where you went. Yeah. And like, you have to know kind of who you're going with because yeah. some of the food, they didn't even know what it was. They were like, wow, this is really interesting. It was very high-end unique dining experience for mm-hmm. them they mm-hmm. really liked it mm-hmm. but i like we had to walk through it's like uni came out but your friends didn't know what it was not That's the servers right. okay my I friends made it sound like you oh, yeah. no it is all my friends nothing yeah. to do with the restaurant the <laughs> restaurant was spectacular there was a lot of unique dishes like yeah. they'd never had uni before right and it was really beautiful um in its presentation um they we had uh poussin which is basically yeah. a smaller, smaller kind of chicken it's a hen yeah and it came which on these chicken. delicious croutons that uh it was fire roasted and all of the lovely fat like it's down into the croutons mm. that dish was on a scale of one to ten a ten so did they think that it was delicious or did they think that it was just straight like i mean like when you get into it even if you don't know what you're eating but you still think it's delicious it was both. Okay. It was experience driven. Like, wow, what is this? I've never heard of this before. I have no idea. And then it was delicious. So it was good. Mm-hmm. There was the, they had cockles, which I'd never seen cockles on a menu, which are basically clams. They're clams. Yeah. And they're nestled in this like corn, uh, I think velote. It oh. was just, it's like this corn cream. And then there was, um, uh, guanciale crumbles over it and then breadcrumbs. And that dish was like, I literally just wanted to pick up the bowl and put it all over my face. And they loved that. And they'd never heard of those before either. So they were just feeling like they were in this very unique foodie experience. That's good. And they enjoyed being there. Okay. They did. Cockles, by the way, ate a ton of cockles in Wales. That's like tons. Oh, that makes sense. The pricing I thought was so accessible. I just want to mention that. Like the chicken was, or Poussin was $28, I think, or close to it. For that fed like two th- two people for sure potentially even three with a couple sides. Huh. All the sides were like twelve to fourteen, and then they had a two pound ribeye basically cooked over the fire that was eighty dollars that for sharing. Yeah. So I mean, three to four people can eat off that. Hmm. I I just felt like really it was reasonably priced for That's, what it was and the experience and for that how we gorgeous got. it is in there and and the giant yeah. hearth cooking and yeah. everything. Oh, and That's the exciting. food at Revival there yeah. looked real good. So there's another new place. is a Min Slice. So John Krause yes. has opened a pizza place right How there. dying were you? I like, know. I've known that this pizza place is going in there. Yep. I had no idea it was John. He's the guy from Patisserie 46, yep. who's also got Rose Street Patisserie at Selby Dale. Well, I can't stop talking about the right. draft latte. He's just, he's the baker of life. Like, he's so great. He's a world-renowned baker. And now he's making pizza, too. Like, it's just, I cannot wait to eat his pizza. I know. So they're doing a sourdough crust. They said they're going to have cheese and pepperoni as standards. And then they're going to have a rotating sort of Minnesota-flavored thing. Like, it could be hot dish. It could be uh, passive-aggressive pie. That's With pineapples. I just thought that was hysterical. I think they're doing really well. Um, Oh, I think I got, yeah. 
and then I wanted to also mention that Anamale's barbecue truck oh, trailer, John yes. Woodley's, is finally officially open. I know a lot of people were like, uh, it opened in August. And I agree. I know it did. But this was when they finally got all of their branding. They've got their menu set. They've got every, the truck is wrapped. I think they're finally fully into knowing what they're going to serve. So I had a chili dog there that is, uh, I mean, it's, if I'm going to eat a chili dog, I kind of want it more than just chili and cheese. This one had like really great snappy jalapenos and pickles. It looked amazing. Pickles and all sorts of good greenery and cilantro. It was really delicious. All of the um, dishes coming out of there that people are putting on Instagram, they're yeah. serving on like a half sheet. Yep. Um, just look incredible. Yeah. Like just incredible. Like the best barbecue I've ever seen coming out of this town. Yeah. Well, and hopefully, I mean, like it's as much as it's pretty, it also needs to taste good. And yeah. that's the good thing about Whiffley is that he's very, very technically driven. He's not just about the flash. He's also about being really intentional on which kind of meat he buys and what kind of smoke he's using and everything. And so. just the ribs alone, the gloss on them just, oh. <sighs> I know, they're so good. I really ate. And that is a really great afternoon, you guys, sitting in Abel Brewing Seed House and Brewery and having a tray of uh, barbecue. I mean, that's Yum. a really great afternoon, is what I'm saying. Is what I'm saying. All right, so there's a lot of other stuff coming and going. Uh, a couple things just quickly before we take a quick break. Uh, Dirty, Mar- Dirty Martini Speakeasy has taken over the STEM wine bar space. I've not gone in. I don't know anything about it. Okay. But that's just if you're looking for cocktails in Northeast. That's new there. Um, and then, did we talk about Bonchon? Have we? Did we talk about that last week? The Korean no, fried chicken that place. It's open now, though, yeah. in Uptown, in and Uptown. that's crispy, like double fried Korean life fried changing chicken. Korean yeah. fried chicken. But they also chicken, have bibimbap, and they've also got a bunch of other uh, Korean stuff that's just really tasty. It's just a fun little place if you're looking for something new. That's that's a nas- That's an international chain. They're a Korean chain, and they've just opened in Dinky Town. I think they're also open or in Uptown. They're also going to open in Dinky Town eventually. Nice. So there you go. There's a quick rundown of some of the fun stuff happening in town. Uh, we are going to take a quick break, but you guys, guess what? It is the Ask Stephanie portion of the show. Woo-hoo. So if you want to give us a call, you just dial it up at 651-641-1071, and we'll get to your questions in just a bit. We'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us today. It is the Ask Stephanie portion of the show, guys. So if you feel like you want to give us a call, 651 651- 641-1071, or you can send us little notes on the Twitters. You know, you can do all sorts of fun stuff sending us uh, emails. We try to get to the emails uh, every time that we can um, and letting uh, and letting it... Uh, sometimes they come and we've already moved past it, so yep. we always try to come back to it. Uh, a couple of things that people were asking, what was the, Uptown pl- or the Korean place in Uptown? It's called Bonchon, B-O-N-C-H-O-N, and it's in the old Devani spot, uh, right by, um, you know, right by, right across from Calhoun Square. Uh, they also, you guys also wanted to know what was the barbecue and the brewery. The barbecue is called Anamale's Barbecue, BBQ, and it's at the Abel Seed House and Brewery, which is in Northeast, just kind of across from Uncle Frankie's and behind, you know, down the road from Indeed. It's in that little, it's off that little street, by the way, that if you go there first and then you kind of walk down and you can hit the taco place at Centro and then you can land at Indeed. Popovu Indeed's at the very end of the street. Not a bad walk for especially, oh, did I just see the sun come out? My God, you guys, it's possible. <laughs> Today could actually It could work. happen. I know. Um, and then also correcting me on the fact that it's not... 
uh, Wild Acres. That is Pat Emnett's place. It's Wise Acres. Oh, so if sorry. you're looking for, I just got We corrected. like them both. Like them both. It's very good. And finally, I'm going to give you an update that the Pioneer Woman today is making cream cheese mashed potatoes. Wow. That's from my son, That's Joey. That's groundbreaking. Who hate watches her. So that <laughs> is fun. He also wants us to know that it is 40 days until Thanksgiving today. Okay. It marks 40 days today. The feast. Yeah, the feast is near. After we get through uh, Halloween, it's going to be go time, guys. Go time. Um, yeah, it's going to be a super good Thanksgiving this year. You think, think so? Yeah, I think so. Okay. We're going to be doing it with family, and I think I'm excited about it. Good. All right, we have a couple questions, you guys. Now, uh, Hanson, you were on Lori and Julia, and you were talking about an upcoming bridal shower, and you suggested a poppy seed cake. Okay, and I've had so Deb many people email me, and I've been giving the recipe out. So Good. Um, yeah, we were talking about a cake for a bridal shower. This is a white cake. It has poppy seeds in it. It has a vanilla custard on the top and then it's topped with whipped cream. Yeah. And it's awesome. And it's great for a party. Easy. And it's, it is pretty easy. Yeah. The custard, you know, you got to make that, but it's not, and it's not necessarily hard. Um, that recipe, we, I put it on stephaniesdish.com so you can find it there. We've had a lot of emails about it. Also the apple dumplings. I went on the Jason show and I made them. I think the funniest part about the whole segment stuff was he's one of those people that has a hard time cracking open the biscuit dough. Oh, the, like you do unwrap the, the crescent roll and the Is pop. Is he scared of the pop? Completely. Oh my God. So there's a, there's this snippet that they put on Instagram that is so funny of him like carefully unwrapping it and he's like all like hey and then he's taking so long i just grab the dough thing out of his hand and i just smacking it against the counter and i'm going oh for god's sake and he's over there going oh my god oh my god really super funny that is a riot yeah so we got those open and we made some apple pie dumplings and i just want to tell you i mean i mean i made them again i've made them a million times they're good they are just good. They're delicious. They have too much sugar. The Mountain Dew is gross, but they taste good when it's all said and done. So right. that recipe is there, too. There you go. Uh, we did get an email um, asking about uh, someone who has just completed a 60-day fitness challenge. Ooh, ooh. And uh, she and her girlfriend, and they want to celebrate with a dirty martini and some great appetizers. Where can they go? They both live in Plymouth, but they're willing to go anywhere if it's worth it. A dirty martini? I mean, like, that's such a good classic thing. Great appetizer. I was going to say my favorite dirty martini. Um, well, my favorite martini was actually at Marvel Bar. But I would say if you... Here's the thing. If you really want to celebrate, I would go to... And since you're out in the western suburbs, go to Belcor, man. Go to Belcor and sit at the bar, and they will make you a beautiful, fat, dirty martini. And you can get some foie gras as an appetizer. You can get some beautiful boudin blanc, little sliders. So good. I would go to Nolo in the North Loop. Would you? They have a beautiful bar there and they've got really good like bar snacks, like nachos and kind of elevated bar snacks. Yeah, but they've got that queso dip. Yep. That yeah, that's just I think would be if you're after a sixty day weight loss challenge. Yeah, right. And you want to just like fitness. Yeah. Uh also just parlor, you know what I mean? Like go check out go to parlor again. Can you believe I still haven't been to the one in St. Paul? I need to do that. That's weird. Yeah, I know. I would go to parlor and get a a cheeseburger. I'm just, I would. I would get a dirty martini and a cheeseburger and just be real psyched. Or actually, I would go to Monte Carlo. (laughs) Yes. And and get get a dirty martini. Caesar burger. And get, no, I would get the wings there, but you're going to talk about those in a bit. (laughs) I am. I was Uh, there last night. Were you there last night? Mm -hmm. I thought you were at in bloom last night no i was there this week oh okay i ate out a lot this week you did you did uh quickly we have also we have a question about uh deb i think it's deb she said my son and my 
my son and his wife, who are millennials, live in Washington. They'll be in Stillwater for a wedding next weekend, the 20th. Do you have recommendations in or near Stillwater where we can take them for a nice breakfast? Love your show. Huh. I would say that if you go to, uh, you know, the new hotel, which is Hotel Laura, they have uh, their restaurant there. I mean, obviously, hotels have breakfast, lunch, and dinner available, I think. Um, I should check that. But their restaurant there is called Feller. And it's uh, it's kind of got an elevated thing. It's a beautiful space. And it feels very comfortable. I do like that place. And if it's the weekend, I'm sure that they'll have brunch. How right? about to Chilkoot? Have the you been there? Cafe, yeah. yeah. That is a really cute place, and it's kind of in the neighborhood in Stillwater. Is, do they have, like, food, or is it just coffee and pastries? No, they have food. They oh. have, like, um, beautiful coffee. They've got, like, uh, vegetable hash, pancakes. Looks oh, yeah. Great. That's really great. I think that's a fun spot. Um, I'm not sure if Pearl and the Thief is doing brunch or breakfast yet, so... Ooh, and a delicious egg sandwich. Ooh, I want that. And a biker burrito. Uh, someone called in, by the way, and also didn't get on the air, but then wanted a recommendation for a good Chicago dog. Where do you go for Chicago dogs? I just go... I mean, for the Chicago dogs, I just go to... Uh, oh God, it's Chicago's finest. It's the... Chris and Rob's. Chris and Rob's, but now they're called something else, like Chicago's... Transit Authority. I eat them at Uncle Frankie's. Yeah, that's good too, actually. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Sport Peppers, that's kind yep. of the legit thing. Oh, sorry, you guys, we had a couple callers that we didn't quite get to, and we'll see what we can do about answering your questions offline. This is the Weekly Dish. Stay tuned for hour two.